centered as centered as you can be. All right, so this is session number eight. <clears throat> yep, session eight. Um, so far up to this point, Aranon and, well, Aranon almost died, met Ellie. She saved him. They went to the job board, picked out a job, went to Nomagard. On the way to Nomagard, met uh, somebody else in a windmill, almost died there. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, help, helped Andy with a Matacor problem. Went to Nomagard, uh, did some stuff with a bunch of gnomes. Um, it could be. God bless it. <laughs> Mother of all that is holy. <sighs> it's okay, I didn't say anything overly important right there, so. No. Continue with the summary. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Oh. Just have Man. to put a note here on the computer. Yep. Turn on sound. sound. You know what's funny is I, I switched us live, and two seconds before I switched us live, I was like, okay, now do I turn his volume on now and then put us live, or should I put us live and then turn his volume on? I put us live <clears throat> and did nothing with volume. Yeah. So So we went to Nomagard, almost got killed. Um Helped. Seems to be a recurring theme. Yeah, you think? Uh, helped two kings and uh, destroyed a. Oh, what was the thing called? The shapeshifter thingy. Uh, the mimic. Mimic. Yes. Actually, a mimic. Yes. Killed a mimic. Now we're on our way back. We're we're back in Fandolin, but on our way back, we met a guy that Ellie invited to the fire while I was sleeping, and I was not happy. We had some words. And uh, yeah, he turns out to be a badass. Does that yeah. sum it up properly in about like 60 seconds or less? <laughs> yeah, for those of you that are in the know of um, D&D or more specifically uh, Forgotten Realms, he was a member of the Harpers. Your mom's a member of the Harpers. My mom actually probably would be a member of the Harpers. <laughs> totally see that her being some just the little old sweet lady that is just a part of some secret organization doing good in the world that sounds about right <laughs> uh, i just thought it sounded funny oh no that's good your mom goes to college dude you, wait dude your mom goes to college <laughs> <clears throat> so you guys are on the tribor trail currently headed towards the Butterskull Ranch, which is on the other side of the um, other side of a broken down village years ago that had been invaded and destroyed, called Connieberry. Um, as you are approaching Connieberry, it it's foreboding, like. It looks like a ghost town. Most of the buildings are either collapsed in one side or another. Um, the windows have all been broken out or are boarded over or it's empty. It's deserted. It's creepy, except for a couple of wildlife, some animals 
crawling here and there around and amongst it. And this is a, sorry, I was doing three things at once. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is a small uh, village. A that, small village. Okay. I, was, I thought you said, yep. okay. That's called Coneyberry. C-O-N-Y-B-E-R-R-Y. I think I had a Coneyberry once. Didn't taste good. No? Is that like a Coney dog? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. So, do you have a map for this at all, or are we not sticking? Uh, or are we not sticking around here? Well, this is this is the no. There isn't a map for Coneyberry itself. Okay. It, it's a small village, maybe ten to fifteen buildings. And there's um, nothing around. Do I do I notice anything? Is there anything sticking out? Like, does it look like there have been people here recently? Uh, make a perception check. Or actually, no. You're looking for signs of people. Make an investigation, survival check. One or the other. <laughs> Uh, 19. 19. Um, looking around, you don't see anything of that you would think would immediately be of value. There are a couple of skeletons that you notice, um, but they are in advanced states of decay. Like, there's, you can tell they're, they, skin's kind of there, but it's, like, very, very dried out and stretched taut across the bone and the like mummified yeah and the cloth on them is like worn away and bits and pieces with like pulled away like animals took it off from nests or something it seems you being in the line of work you've been in your life seems this place has been picked over already several times and it's incredibly old like this was done Decades long, ago. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, what do you think, Ellie? Should we go around or should we go through it? I'm kind of thinking we kind of probably should kind of go around the outside of this town. Although I kind of want to see what's in here. Um, you know what? I take that back. I'm not giving you the decision. Let's uh, let's kind of start walking through and see what's up. Decisive today, huh? Yeah, somebody's got to be. Are you going to lead then, Mr. Yep. Decisive? All right. <laughs> no, I'm pushing her first. No, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go first. You are my meat shield. <laughs> no. So she lets you start. She actually gives you a, a about a 10-foot head start before she starts following behind you, just keeping eyes open cautiously as you guys move through Connieberry. Um the the Tribor Trail runs through Connieberry. There is a trail that runs off of it. It almost becomes like a road within the city when you get to the or not city village. It's a little town village. But heading south off this main road is another smaller road that seems to lead off into the um, hills in the south. Um. And this is on our way to which this is on your way to the Butterskull Ranch. So I'm thinking she was adamant about heading towards the Butter Butterskull yeah. Ranch. I'm trying to think of which which direction we need to be going in order to get there. This okay, let me put it this way. Are there any buildings that look like a bank? <laughs> I would um, like to I would like to get some stuff. 
there is nothing that looks like anything here. It's just there, everything. There's nothing. Everything is ransacked, hollowed out. So nothing is rusted. even worth searching. You don't believe so. Looking at it, you don't think there's going to be anything of value here. Like I said, you looking at it, there are signs of it being stripped okay. bare of its resources several times over. All right. I think, I think we're just going to continue on the path and just head in whatever direction. I'm not sure which direction, but whatever direction we need to go to. Heading east. Okay. Towards the Butterskull Ranch. Um, so you keep heading out the town then. You get to the other side of town. There's no incident within the town at all. Um, as you head out the far side of town, um, you catch uh, a sound um, as there's something moving in the tall grass to the right. Do I see it? Um, yeah, looking looking in that direction, it's not hard to see because the grass would not be this tall. And you do see two horses, unsaddled, walking around in the long grass. Seem to be grazing occasionally on small patches of grass. Mm, Ellie, do you know how to ride a horse? Maybe, hopefully? Um, I've ridden them before. It would purely depend on these animals themselves. How friendly they would be to being ridden. You want to approach them? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go and okay. let's let's see how friendly they are. Because if we could get a horse instead of walking everywhere, that would probably make life a little easier. I agree. That would that would definitely be easier. Um. As you approach the horses, uh, make a perception check. Ellie does not notice at all. Natural 20. On the back of the horses, on the right hind quarter, there's a brand on them. It's the letters B-A-K. Badass knights? <laughs> what was that, she says? <laughs> Uh, the band, the brand. I was, you know, the initials. I was just making up a name for him. She sees him now and sees it, and she says, "Um, no, no, that's those belong to at Butterskull Ranch. Hmm. That stands for Big Al Calzorn. That's hmm. his nickname. I like badass nights better. Sounds uh more dangerous. That is for sure." <laughs> I'm gonna approach. Okay, I need you to make an animal handling check as you approach. Ten. Ten. As you get close to it, you get to about five feet of the one you're approaching, and it moves out another fifteen feet from you. Jerk. Ellie walks up to the one the other one that she's approaching and lays her hand on inside of its neck. Sounds about and right. just starts starts petting it and Talking to it like you, one talks to a horse is, yeah, that's a good girl. That's a good girl. And she kind of looks at you and grins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and then just kind of nut points her head towards the other horse. Go on. <laughs> yep. I'm going to try approaching the other horse again. Okay. I'm going to get kicked, aren't I? <laughs> Don't roll a one. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh. 
four. Four. <laughs> I I rolled a two and I have a plus two handling. And the horse actually rears up and takes off. And like is not stopping running. It it takes off east. It, it was spooked. I'm gonna go back over to Ellie and ask her if there's room. I'm gonna say, uh, uh, room for two on that horse. If mm, she's she's looking at, it. she's actually judging it, and you don't weigh too much, do you? You're like one fifty or something like that. Because uh... I thought you were a uh, lithe. 180. 180. Okay. Um, she looks at it and says, uh, he may. Mm, it may be difficult for him. Uh, maybe should we take turns? I mean, I'll just rest the legs more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if, if, as long as we have one. Yeah. You know, that, I think that's a benefit over none. So, I yeah. Mean, Give me your pack, she says. All right, so I, no, give... trust me, I'm not. I'm not taking anything. And you oh, just no, but... have to carry it. We have a horse now. Yes, yes. So she takes your pack as you hand it to her, and she takes a rope and basically ties the shoulder straps of both the packs together, basically making a almost saddlebag like thing, and drapes it over the horse, and then gets up there with the horse. Let's see there. Now you don't need to carry this. You have your weapons. You're good. Take some load off. Yeah, that feels much better. Um, as you head back to the trail, uh, the horse seems to naturally want to head east. Like, it knows home and is, turns that direction onto the trail. Um, make... Mm, nope, you don't need to. Um... She stops the horse quickly. She says, whoa, whoa, and pulls the horse to a halt and says, "There's look over there. And she points on the other side of the road in the tall grass. There is an, a third horse. There's neither one of the neither the one she has. And I'm not making this up. It's There's three horses in here. <laughs> I'm not doing this to humor you. There's a third horse. I am humored. <laughs> you may try and approach this one if you like. Yeah, she, I am... Uh definitely going to try and approach that one um uh hang on one second i want to see um one two pull up i should have had these open to begin with the um campaigns two nerds one quest where's ellie uh and where's her inventory um, yeah, she starts digging in her bag and actually pulls out and says, here, take this. And she hands you a, an apple. So that may help you. Don't force it on the horse, but. Well, clearly my charm isn't good enough, so I'll take any help I can get. <laughs> So you approach the horse, um, make your animal handling check. Come on, don't get kicked. 
Come on. Don't get kicked. Whew, that's better. Uh, 13. 13. This time, this horse actually turns and it turns and looks at you and it doesn't approach you, but you can see it like smelling, like sniffing, like it smells the apple maybe. <laughs> it's my apple lotion from Bath and Body Works. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I forgot something. This would have helped on the quest. <laughs> Cauldron and Wizard Works. <laughs> yes. Something like that. I'm slowly going to hold the apple out and uh, approach the horse. Okay. As you approach the horse, the horse leans its head towards you and reaches out for the apple, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, try to pet it. Uh, yep. Lowly. Yeah, you gently, uh, as you pet it and kind of talk to it, it eats the apple from your hand and uh, finishes the apple and then like literally starts nuzzling you, trying to find more. <laughs> like it, it likes you. You gave it an apple. All right, I am going to hmm. I'm going to lead it back to Ellie, okay. so that it trusts me. Okay. Because that seems like something that might be helpful. Okay. Um. So. As it follows you because it wants another apple. And when it gets to the road, it, for lack of a better explanation, it seems to recognize the other horse. And it, it takes a less um, cautious approach to things. In fact, it, once it, it kind of runs up onto the path and sees this other horse and is over there and Ellie starts petting him. I was like, yeah, that's a good guy. That's a good guy. Because I think you're clear to... That's apparently an inside joke that I don't know. I don't know it either, but it sounds funny. Uh, (laughs) Lazy Dragon just says he's naming the horse Gurgi? Gurgi? Gurgi. Gurgi? Gurgi, I would assume. So. Sure, sure, why not? Um... I dubbed the Gurji in the name of the Lazy Dragon. She says, I think I think you can get on him now. He will. He seems to have relaxed some. All right, I'm going to hop up. Uh, make an athletics check to get on him. <laughs> As I fly off the other end. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, Thirteen, yep. You, get, you climb up there easily enough. How do I have negative one for athletics? Uh, it's a strength-based thing. Uh, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, black yeah, you... yeah. Okay. That. No, I remember that now. Oh yes. So you proceed on down the road. Uh, it's actually kind of nice being on horseback. You haven't been on horseback for a long while, and it's uh, taking a load off your legs. Um. As you're approaching. Uh, Ellie says it should, the ranch should be on the other side of this hill and you hear a um, hollow steel bell sound not, not, a, not a massive like church bell but like a, like a 
lack of a better term, a cowbell. We need more cowbell. Um, make a perception check as you hear this. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, you and Ellie both kind of look around for the sound. You're, you find it before she does. There is a cow in a field off to the north. It's just moseying around, standing there while occasionally grab some grass and sit and chew and kind of turns and looks at you and is not threatened for whatever reason. Kind of turns and goes back to what it's doing. Mm, I am hungry. Maybe it should be uh, threatened. You notice on the back hind quarter of this with the 19, you notice that the same brand is on the hawk haunch of this cow. And what was the BAK for again? Uh, Big Al Calizorn. Ellie knew that. Ellie, who's Big Al? <laughs> and why is his shit everywhere? His his name is Alphonse. Alphonse Calizorn. He's the former sheriff in Phandalin. He retired and decided to come out here and start this ranch. Um, he helped me when I was young. Um, Helped you how? What What did he do that you feel this? This is going to sound awful. Please don't take this the wrong way. He kept me away from a life like yours. Hmm. You mean fun? And prosperous? Thievery and dishonesty. Fun and prosperous. Go on. No offense taken. I was young and homeless. My family's farm was invaded by orcs. My father told me to go to the tornado shelter and hide. And I'm assuming your family did not come back for you. No. No one came back for me. I came out of there My father was dead. His head had been removed from his body and he was bleeding out in the field. Never found any 
any sign of my mother. Ever? I never saw her after that day. Hmm. Body or otherwise. She reaches up and kind of dabs at her eye, being very emotional moment for her. So I, I left. I packed up what things I thought would be necessary for my survival, and I, I was going to go to Neverwinter. What changed? Alphonse caught me stealing and fandling. He told me there, there was a better way to live my life. There were people that would care for me. And he did for the first week. Almost seemed like he was judging my character figuring out what would be what he thought may be best for me he ended up taking me into neverwinter and bringing me to a temple temple of the thunder where the priests and clerics took me in i learned the ways of the thunder and i helped care for the temple care for the the homeless and the, the helpless within the city of Neverwinter. So why are you out here now? Why aren't you still back in Neverwinter? What happened to Alphonse? Oh, Al Alphonse retired from being a sheriff in Fandolin. He moved out here to the ranch. He kept in touch. I'm out now trying to spread the light of the morning lord to those that would hear it to those that need it she smirks at you when she says that i'm gonna ignore that <clears throat> do you say that out loud or no do you... no i'm just i'm gonna okay let pass over you're gonna let it pass over okay yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so that definitely explains then why yeah. you feel this need to make sure he's fine. Yes. And understand that if this really is orcs, this isn't going to be the easiest thing for my head. <laughs> I mean, it can't be worse than turning blue, right? <laughs> she laughs. In that moment, she smiles genuinely at you and says, thank you. Thank you. If I think about it too much, it haunts me. Maybe that's why I'm out here, too. Trying to forget. Yeah. It, it goes that way sometimes. Uh, it sounds like what you're doing is helping. No, I know there's at least one soul that's alive because of me. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yep. So Ellie is 
clearly um, distraught in this moment. She's nervous about going into Butterskull Ranch. Um, that moment for her where Aranon said, at least you're not blue, meant more to her than he realizes. Um, she's starting to trust him. She's nervous about doing but doing it, but she's starting to trust Aranon. Um, yeah, so I don't know where Norm had to step to. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, let's see. What can I talk about? Let me fill the gap. Um, uh, I have a homebrew game I'm running that the Lazy Dragon is actually part of. Um, that's been on pause because I didn't want to try and get seven people together online. Because I've had I've struggled with online games in the past. So, I'm looking forward to getting back to that game. We left at a pretty precarious place. Um, basically, the party, <laughs> and this will sound wild to any of you that haven't, if there's anyone else out there besides Lazy Dragon. <laughs> if not, Lazy Dragon, we'll reminisce a bit here. Uh, the party is on the River Styx floating in the river sticks on the back of a city that was yanked out of the ground and brought through a portal to the river sticks. They are currently staring down the ferryman who is a oh, two to 300 foot tall entity that is looking at them uh, with his hand open, expecting payment to hell for all of the souls aboard this floating city. So be kind of interesting to see when we get back to that how that comes out i was just telling everybody or reminiscing with the lazy dragon about my homebrew game oh, and nice. where that got left due to quarantine and no lazy dragon not a massive deuce my niece is here and i had to help get her some food ah. so so <laughs> the uh that is the question lazy dragon what is the value of a soul soul's worth its weight in gold but what is that that was what they were told depends upon how heavy you are i'm guessing my soul's not worth much right now uh well you don't have to consider that because you're not currently sitting on the river sticks looking at the ferryman determining how much you need to pay to get across the hell <laughs> yet <laughs> yet <laughs> i imagine you have a direct line there probably yeah. Yeah. based on the deeds of your life. So, Ellie opened up, told you a bit about her backstory and why she is nervous going in and why she cares about Alphonse Calazorn. All right, so I appreciate you sharing that information, that sheds a lot of light on on this adventure we're on right now 
Um, is there anything we need to know about him that, you know, that he's I should f- be concerned about? Like, is he stubborn? Is he, is he a jackass? Is he, he is, he has a very stubborn, very gruff exterior. He is one of the best, most kind hearted souls I know. Um, just, oh, what can I, um, if you see him and he challenges you, just tell him truffles, just say truffles. I hope that works. That should work. Just tell him truffles. Um, is that it's, a pet name? No, it's a word we used to use. It was it, it was a way for me to tell him I was okay. That the situation was okay. He was he he worried about me like a father, and um, yeah, so. Okay, that's, I mean, safe work. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, safe words are good. <laughs> what is this that you just sent me? This is a map of the ranch. Okay. So, <laughs> um, as you kind of come over the hill, you're on the south side of that, um, the, where it says Tribor Trail on the bottom, mm-hmm. coming into the ranch there. You are on, yep. To your left is an, um, a cornfield that seems to be in some sort of mid season. Actually, no, it's, it's late in the season. We, we've identified that it's in the fall. So it's late season. Some of the corn seems to have been, um, on the cob or on the plant too long. You ever go to a corn maze and see the dead corn hanging out on there? There's some of that going on. It's not completely dried yet. We aren't to that point of the season, but some of the leaves on the corn are starting to dry out. That is to your immediate left as you come in on the Tribor Trail. And there's a tree line that leads in and you can see the cornfield off ahead and there's a small trail that leads between the two fields. Turning off to the left, you can see a farmhouse in the distance. So which which way did we end up coming? We came in from the west on this one? Uh, from the south on the Tribor Trail. Tribor. Oh. It's blurry on the screen I'm looking at. I oh, okay. made it bigger, so I can't, read, I can't read the words. Yeah. No, it's coming in on the Tribor Trail from the south. Okay. There's a cornfield to your left, yep. and then it's I also see... the other cornfield. That texture is a cornfield. The green texture is something else that you can't see yet. Um, and then you can see the tops of the, the orchard. You would assume okay. some sort of orchard. These trees are planted very symmetrically in, in rows. Um. 
I th I think we're going to I think we're going to walk past the entrance there between the two cornfields where that road is. Okay. Uh, and go around the outside to the right. So we're going to, you know, go past it and kind of circle around to the east. So two adventurers go around the outside, around the outside, around the outside. <laughs> right. So you're going out to the east side of the farm and around those trees approach from the opposite side. Yep. I want to, because if, if I don't, I don't want to walk right up the middle and I'm explaining this to Ellie. I don't want to walk right up the middle and be ambushed. I'd rather see what's coming and uh, maybe get a better glimpse of what's what's around that, the property. That makes a, um, a good deal of sense. As you come around um, the east side and the farmhouse comes into view, um, it's a two-story building. Uh, it's got a shingled roof with a stone chimney. Um, all the shutters are open. Um, and you can hear some banging and like some, there's something moving around inside, making actually a lot of noise. Seems to have no concern for, does it sound like a headboard or a cupboard? Um, <laughs> Sound, it sounds like something... Um, Something's getting banged? Something is throwing pots and pans and stuff around inside. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like the place is being looted. Gotcha. All right, so we're going to... Uh, I'm going to tell Ellie, we, sh we need to sneak up to the window and take a quick look inside to see what's going on here. So which window are you looking in? Look at the ground level of the farmhouse, the middle map. What window would you like to look in? So the sound is coming from the like the east side of the house. Ah, uh, the sound is actually coming. Best you can tell from the west side of the house. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's we're we're gonna go to the east side window and uh, peer in there first because we don't. I don't want us to be seen as we're going around the house. I want to check every window as we go, or every room. Okay. Um, make a stealth check. As you're peeking in this window. I tripped over something. I went headfirst into a window. I got a natural one. Okay. <laughs> so you trip, you trip on a, a like plant outside the house. I did a sideshow bob step on the rake bit. You hit, oh. you hit your head on the wall. Um, take a point of bludgeoning damage. Because of course I do. As you hit your head on the wall. Um, Ellie hides quickly out of view of that window. And the sound stops suddenly inside. Um, you hear footsteps that seem to be getting closer to the window. What would you like to do? I'm going to just drop down and 
lay down and press myself against, you know, my, put my back against the wall of the the house so that he'd have to look look like out straight and down there. Yeah. Okay. Um you hear footsteps stop. The window isn't open. Open. And then you hear footsteps as it leads back away from the window. <sighs> Ellie's leaning against the house and just looking at you kind of side-eyed, like... I'm going to wave at her. What was that? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> All right, I'm going to... I'm going to slowly get up and kind of peek an eye into the window and see what I can see. Um, you slowly get up. The The, no the noises have resumed. Um, as you look in, uh, you're looking into a, um, it's a, it's a dining room. Um, there are two wooden trestle tables that have benches for seating. And on the far wall, you see there's like cattle like a big cattle skull and some like rawhide decoration style on the walls. Um, the door leading out of that room is open and kind of swinging and you see movement on the other side. You can't really make out what it is. Excuse me. But you do see movement over there. So the window, like, I could actually, like, it's open enough to where I could open the window and climb in? No, it's not open. It is sealed. Okay. You may be able to, you may be able to open it with the thieves tools. Check. Do you have thieves tools? Yes, I do. I'm going to, yeah. Are you proficient in thieves tools? You should be. I would assume so. I, I I think you are. That's just kind of a given. Um, then you need to make a dexterity check using your thieves tools. So that's um, your dexterity, your proficiency bonus, and your die roll to try and trip the latch on this window. Wait, what is it? How does this work? Your die roll. Mm -hmm. Plus dexterity. Um, plus your dexterity. Um, yeah, you're proficient in Thieves' Tools. Um, your die roll plus your dexterity plus your proficiency, because you have Thieves' Tools, you're using them, and you're proficient with them, so you get your proficiency bonus to oh. do this as well. Excellent. All right, so it's going to be plus 5. 19 plus 5 is 24. Ooh, damn. Not only do you unlock this, you, you shimmy a bar in between, and there's a latch. Ooh. <laughs> You've worked with some of these, uh, doing some of this before. Um, you're able to shimmy a uh, lever in there. Yep. He slides it in there and he is working the way up and just silently, masterfully, he flips the latch and is able to catch the window before it squeals open. 
you realize as you flip the you flip the latch on the inside and you catch the windows before they soar open and you're able to open them very slowly and silently allowing you into the house Ellie looks at you though and she kind of motion she motions to you and then she like points at her shield and like points at her armor and then points at her ear <laughs> and then just <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just can't I can't go in with you. I'll draw attention. <laughs> uh, I saw a door on the south side of the house. Make your way over there and we'll go at him from two different angles. Okay. <laughs> so she's going to sneak around the south side of the house as you go through this. Yep. Okay. So she comes around the south side. Oh, please tell um, me she trips. <laughs> uh, hang on one second. Looking at this. Yes. Um, she heads around the south side of the house as you start walking your way through this uh, dining hall. Are you walking towards that open door? Uh, first of all, is there anything in there that... Do I notice anything? Any traps, tricks? Um, make a perception check or no, an investigation check. You're looking for traps. You think there may be traps here. You're looking for them. Natural one. Net one. uh, There there are no traps. This is not trapped whatsoever. Nothing to see here. Move along. Exactly. You don't think this is trapped at all. So you move through it like it is not trapped at all. All right. Um, when... So the door that is open is the southern door because there are two doors. You see there is, if you came in that window, there would have been a door to your right there and then a door ahead of you. And that door ahead of you is the door that's open that they went through, whoever they are. I'm going to slowly make my way over there. Okay. You make your way over there to that door and you're about to peek in when there is a ruckus out the window to your left. Um, clearly, someone or something hit the ground hard and made a ton of noise. The noise in the room that you're about to peek into stops. And you see go by, you kind of duck your head and get make yourself small against the wall as two large green humanoid figures go stomping by. You see they have weapons in hand. Um, very barbarian-esque style dress. And a door, you hear the door slam open to the outside. Uh, that door in the, in the room that you're up against, that next door that goes out onto that porch. That slams open and you hear one of them go, what? Ah! And starts to move down the stairs. I need you to roll initiative. I am not first. Three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ellie may be first. (laughs) What's her initiative? That would be a good thing because she could stand up. (laughs) Did Uh, did you roll a natural one? (laughs) 
Oh, what are their what's their initiative? Oh isn't They go first. That is some grade A BS. She rolled a 19. She has a minus one on her initiative, so it's an 18. They rolled a 17. They have a plus one on their initiative. <laughs> so it's an 18. Okay. And how I've always broken ties is whoever has the better dexterity modifier goes first. So they go first. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. So the f the first one moves down the stairs and tries to take a great axe to Ellie, who is laying on the ground. Mm. So he's got advantage. I don't think I can use a potion to heal her if she gets cleaved. Um, oh, wow. Uh, it's a 22 to hit. Um, that is a... Oh, that's a big one, too. Uh, six points of slashing damage to Ellie. Um, I just gotta, I'm reading all this out. <laughs> yeah, Correct. Lazy Dragon. Keep, she keep she may die, and I may be carrying her foot, carrying with, foot, carrying her foot with me as a trophy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a partner. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be truly, truly evil um uh i got that okay i need them um uh the next one will um pull he pulls out from his back as he's coming out the door he pulls this javelin off his back and he's gonna throw it at her on the ground um, it's a 21 to hit. Damn, they're rolling well. Ouch. Yeah, genius. I'll be sure to loot the body. <laughs> uh, six points of piercing damage to Ellie. Oh, she's going down quick. What's how many hit points does she have to begin with? Uh, 24. Because right. I, made, I made her an actual character instead of a sidekick. Because, yeah, because I need it. Because, yes, making her having her have sidekick stats was. With only two of you, it was a bit rough. So, mm -hmm. um, all right, it's her turn. So she is looking up at an orc who just stabbed her, and she just took a javelin. Oh, yes. Oh, you are right. Lazy dragon, thank you. She might not have taken. Um, nope, still hit her. Dang it. Close, though. <laughs> Very close. Thank so, you. Lazy Dragon said a disadvantage for a ranged weapon. Yes, disadvantage on a ranged weapon against the character laying uh, prone. That's why it was disadvantage. If they are prone, the uh, ranged weapon has disadvantage. So Ellie's laying on the ground looking up, just taking the javelin. Uh, she will... Unless you contradict me, Norm, heal herself. <laughs> yes. Did she did she stand up first? <clears throat> um No. Here's, here's a question. Is is there anything around her close enough to where she could roll behind something? No. 
Okay. No, she is laying on the ground at the base of the steps, basically. Um, let's see. She's taking twelve. We'll do we'll do a cure wounds at level one for her. Uh, you want to roll one d eight plus three? See how much she gets back as she places her hand on her Ten. chest. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, that helps a lot. So she cure wounds. Um, then does she have a bonus action that she can take? Um, actually, I'll have her get up and move away. Um. Do, 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 do. Mm, she can't weapon, <clears throat> can she? She cast um no because it's not a um hold that thought I'll be right back. Yep, go ahead. Again. Um casting multiple spells in a turn if one needs to be a cantrip, and spiritual weapon is not a cantrip. Um, and her one cantrip is takes a full action, so she cannot do anything else. So she gets up and moves 15 feet away from the first orc. So the next, it would be Aranon who is next. Here's an interesting question, everybody. What would Ellie's spiritual weapon look like? I do not know. Possibly a mace. Maybe like a big sun. <laughs> a mace with a big sun on it. Or um, maybe it's a, uh, a large dagger. Um, maybe it's... Hmm. What else could it be? It could be any number of things. Could be a big skull. Hmm. Skull wouldn't make sense. She's she's a cleric. I'm leaning towards Oh gosh, what is that? I know Norm's got treats apparently. Don't know what they are. Dog treats. Ah, get the puppies to shut up. Yeah, Stacy's <laughs> cruising. So I have the dogs in with me now. So this ah. will get interesting. <laughs> and they can, they can be the orcs. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I was just uh, throwing out ideas for what Ellie's. Oh, I like that lazy dragon. What Ellie's spiritual weapon might be. I was going to try and have her cast that, but she can't because she already cast the Cure Wounds. But it is a bonus action that she can use. So, Aranon, it is your turn. All right, so I have 
advantage on them because I they don't know I'm there. Correct. Uh, so I am going to. So you can get one one attack with your sneak attack. This first one mm-hmm. until she was engaged with one of them, which she currently is not. I am going to. Move to the doorway because I actually need to see them in order to attack them. Oh, I forgot. Oh, you missed. Okay. Forgot to have the orc take the AO. He didn't hit anyways. So. <laughs> and so they're literally right outside the door, right? There, there is one literally directly outside the door. Like he's standing there. He just threw a javelin, and then there is one that's down the steps on the landing there. All right, I'm going to do my rapier, and I'm going to attempt to shove it in the back of his neck. Like, All right. I'm going for a kill strike, right? Kill strike with a rapier, right? Uh, I mean, I. Yep. It's what makes make the most it. sense to me. Make your attack roll. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, ten. Ten? You actually, when you go to stab, he turns at the moment and is able to slip his head to the side, and you stab right next to it. Like, basically, he, uh, Toby Maguire Spider-Man, kind of dodging and looking at the fist type thing. Yeah, that's kind of what he does. I can't even sneak up on somebody properly. Good <laughs> Lord. What kind of thief are you? Holy cow. <laughs> The orcs, um, what you have done is gain the attention of that one. So the other one that's down on the landing will continue to pursue Ellie. Do, do I have another? Because that was my sneak attack. Do I have another? Uh, you get one attack. You get to add your sneak attack damage. Ah, I gotcha. Sneak attack. You get that if it's they're unaware of you. Or if you have a uh, friend in melee with them. Mm-hmm. You get to add your sneak attack damage to it. So it isn't a, it isn't a second attack. It's just more damage on your I gotcha. attack. So that's fantastic. I wasted. That's awesome. That's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, it's like Lazy Dragon said. Maybe time for some new dice, sir. Switching up my d20. <laughs> this might be a good idea. Uh, so the orc comes downstairs, or not downstairs, moves into range with Ellie again and swings his great axe, and she's able to duck out of the way of it. And it kind of deflects off of the farmhouse. Um, the other one turns to you, pulling a great axe out of its backpack and swings at you. Um, and because you're in the doorway, it misjudges it and actually plants the axe in the doorframe. So now this this great axe is in the doorframe, kind of stuck in the doorframe. It looks like he's trying to pull at it. Um, and it's Ellie's go. Ellie, I imagine, would swing with her staff. How's this sound? She'd swing with her staff and cast Spiritual Weapon. And Spiritual Weapon does what? Spiritual Weapon. One bonus action, you create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration or until you can cast this spell again. When you cast the spell, you make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. 
On a hit, the target takes force damage equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. As a bonus action on your turn, you can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack against a creature within 5 feet of it. The weapon can take whatever form you choose. Clerics of the deities who are associated with a particular weapon, such as St. Cuthbert is known for his mace, or Thor for his hammer, make this spell's effect resemble that weapon. At higher levels, it does more damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> okay. So she will um, swing with her staff first at the one that's in front of her. Um, bum, bum, bum. Where's that attack? Actions. She's got her staff. She swings with her staff at the orc in front of her and connects upside the head. Um, you want to roll 1d6 plus 2? Ooh, nice. Six plus two is eight. Eight. Hits that orc upside the head. Uh, make notes to which one's which. And then she casts Spiritual Weapon. Um, oh, wow, that's cool. I never noticed that before. Nice. D&D &D Beyond is getting better and better. <laughs> uh, so she'll cast Spiritual Weapon, and it will. she'll summon it on the landing. Um, and it ends up being like this large gauntlet that has the symbol of the Thander on the fist like this. Mm -hmm. And it punches at the orc on the landing. <laughs> um, let's see, damage equal to 1d8 plus the spellcasting modifier. Oh, boo. So it does five damage to the orc that's struggling with his axe by you. That's it? Just five. Well, she did eight, and then she did five. I mean... I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean... That's, yeah, that's, she's doing well. I suppose that's better than all the other fights she's been in. I mean, she didn't miss with a rapier. <laughs> it's like Speaking a, of which, Aaron, it's like a kick in the nuts with a hug. All right, so I'm going to uh, attack with my rapier again uh, okay. to the guy that's right in front of me. Yep. Well, that didn't help either, so that was another five. So that was ten. Ten. And then, uh, yeah, I'm assuming I missed again. Yep, yep, you would miss again. Um. All right, so that moves back to them. He is on uh, the orc down by Ellie is going to swing at her. Coming back, he is actually able to connect uh, and hits her for. Oh boy. Dealing with that. Oh, lucky for her. Hits for four slashing damage. Across her shoulder. Uh, the one up by you wrenches his great axe out of the wall and tries to bring it overhead down onto you for 19 to hit. I assume 19 hits you. And you take ooh, 13 slashing damage. 
<laughs> it's a D12 for the Great Axe. You are still muted, just so you're aware. Um, what are you doing to me? It's it's a D12 for the Great Axe, and it's plus three. <laughs> so, hey, the the orc fighting Ellie rolled a one on his damage, so. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Checks and balances. Yeah. Um. So Ellie is go then. Um. She will use her bonus action to attack the orc up by you with her spiritual weapon. And it does six points of bludgeoning damage as a fist batters the side of the head of this orc. And then she will swing with her staff at the one in front of her. Which will be a ooh, 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 what's her bonus to that? Thirteen. She just hits it. You want to roll the damage on that? One D six plus two. One, so three. Three. Oh, they're, they're, neither one of them are looking so hot right now. It is your go, Aaron. I'm glad somebody around here is doing something. Good lord, I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, I'm going to... How far, how big across is this room I'm in? Um, you have 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 35. You have 35 feet behind you. You have 15 feet to your right and 5 feet to your left. Alright, so I'm going to... Because my... I'm going to get out of range of this guy, and I'm going to go back to the... I'm going to go... 30 feet back. You have bonus action disengage? Yeah, I'm going to disengage. Okay. Um, And go back and pull out my... my back uh, to the back wall? Yep. Pull out your bow and shoot? Yep. Try a different weapon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something's got to change, right? You would think. There we go. 24 to hit. 24 to hit absolutely hits. Six damage. Six points of damage. How does this guy die? How does this arrow kill him? Oh. Really... <laughs> so this <laughs> so this arrow goes... Does he have a helmet or anything on? Or is it just... Uh, no. Nope. nope. He's got a top. He's bald. He's got a top knot kind of hanging out the back of his head. So this arrow... <laughs> Sons of bitches. You guys are killing me today. Um, so this arrow flies straight at his head and gets stuck like a Steve Martin video, just boing. Right in the forehead. Right in the forehead. The arrow the tip is sticking out the back. And I was the... gonna say I was just gonna say it kinda goes in, it goes in, it pokes out the back, and it's just enough that that top knot, this flap of skin that it's hanging from, just kinda sways in the wind. <laughs> As he falls backwards over the railing out the back. Yeah. Yep. So that's yeah, he he looks like a re weird Steve Martin. Um, so the other orc mm, notices this, and he he howls and he turns towards Ellie and swings. And in his frustration, misses her completely. 
she uses the opportunity as he is off balance to come back at him with her uh, with her staff and is able to clock him upside the head. You want to roll the uh, 1d6 plus 2 for her damage? Oh, crap. Stand up. There you go. 3 plus what? 2? Plus 2. 5. So how does this one die? As she clubs it upside the head with her staff. Uh, so as she swings her staff, she cracks it right upside the skull next to its temple, and the uh, staff goes indented into his head and gets stuck. <laughs> stuck. <laughs> so he, he falls, kind of lets go of the staff as he falls to the ground, and she kind of looks around at him and kind of looks around, realizing the threat's gone. She dismisses the spiritual weapon you come out the door and she's got her foot on his head and she's got her staff and you hear this like as it as she pulls it out of the side of his head it actually like caved in right where his eye cavity was and it was kind of it looked like it was honestly sticking out of his eye and she's able to pull out and there's this sickening as she does so you okay (laughs) Yeah, I. How are you doing, Ellie? I didn't realize you were strong enough to do something like that. Well, it's it was, it was stuck, but it was like it's slimy. So she she's taken a cloth out of her pack and is, um, like cleaning the gore off the end of her staff. <laughs> well, yeah, you're was, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just uh. Sorry for the uh, the premature start to that fight. Well, I can't I can't blame you for it. I fell into the house. I yeah, it's, it's damn thing. And she goes and turns and looks back at it, and there is a like like a um, rake, like a steel rake you'd use for raking out a garden or something. And that had been laying, it looked like it was leaning up against the house and fell over. Buried beneath the grass. Um, is there anyone else inside? Is there anything else inside? She asks. Um, actually, I think this is probably a good time to stop with the dogs being crazy. And it's, it's about our time anyway. Yeah, that's fair. I was uh I was just going to have her um Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll stop right there. We'll stop right there out on the landing with the conversation. Yeah, because I need oh, I need to is inside. I need to loot these bastards. <laughs> loot the bodies. They both have a great axe. And it's a great axe. It's great. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> okay. Uh we will call it there and continue on next week sounds like a plan nerds one quest uh he is tom m at tom m norm on tom m norman and i tom m norman sorry you're tom m norm on i'm on yeah i'm man i have different names on everything yeah i am wildfire 1265 on twitter um yeah we have two nerds one quest on twitter as well yep just exactly the same number two nerds number one quest um, and actually, I've been kind of busy. So our podcast, I didn't look, it was accepted into the iTunes store. So everything uh, 
should be it should be going out to all the places where you can get podcasts now. So you don't actually. I we enjoy having people show up live, but if you can't make it for a day, uh, you don't have to make time to watch the video. You can just download the podcast and listen. Oh, this is gonna make me such a, such a better DM to have a recording of myself and hear myself. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and listen to these now. Yep. And See all, you next week, lazy dragon. Yeah, all the uh, yeah, lazy, later, lazy dragon. Uh, all the episodes are up except episode one, just because um, that one was such a shit show and the audio was jacked. And <laughs> honestly, it was a basic tutorial in D and D. And maybe we'll go back one day and just do another tutorial, um, just to kind of make up for that. Yep. Uh, but uh, all the episodes are going to be there. Um, also, I set up a Patreon, which, uh, if anybody is familiar with Patreon. It's kind of a way to support uh, support creators and stuff. Uh, that's going to be going live this week, hopefully. Uh, we have I'll show I'll show it to you first, John, because <laughs> I have a couple things in there that uh, would associate with this show. Um, it's a general Patreon for for my work, for my book, and okay. for stuff, but it also associates with the uh, with the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a great way to support us and bandwidth and and maybe some new equipment and stuff in the future if we if we can do that. Um, uh website is well it's actually a page on my personal website so that's almost up that's pretty much done lots of stuff going on lots of lots of new things coming about so look for that uh usually i'll put that stuff out on twitter so two nerds one quest it's fun (laughs) see you next week later